Do you know that Al is uh, a pretty cool guy, as you know, because he used to pastor this place. But, um, <laughs> and um, yeah, he was someone that trained me up on the streets. I kind of feel like once you've done street ministry, everything else looks possible in your life. <laughs> like, no joke. <laughs> it's like you kind of... Street ministry is like going up to a random person that you feel highlighted from the Lord and then next minute you're stood in front of them and next minute you're really hoping that God has got something to say to them because you're in front of a complete stranger, you don't know them, they definitely don't know you and you're just praying that God's going to do something. And do you know what? Every single time he shows up. (laughs) It's cool, eh? And do you know what? He even shows up in the people that don't want to hear from you. Weird, eh? Because you've planted a seed. So Al trained me. He trained me from the situation of going out on the streets from the point of pretty much my whole body was like vibrating because I was terrified uh, to the point of where standing in front of someone, Al would then go, what have you got to say? And I was, he's like, just open your mouth. And I was like, and I start, I learned. I learned from being quite scared and I learned about the power of God, and I learned about hearing from God. And actually, it's quite incredible, even just speaking now, how much you learn from just by being obedient to God and getting out of your comfort zone. And I feel that that's a word for the church. I feel like God is saying to this house, this will be a house that gets out of its comfort zone. This will be a house that gets out of its comfort zone. It will be a house that will shine amongst the city it will be a house of living waters that will bring change. I get the word reformation, <laughs> transformation, peace, joy, love. People will move and come into this house and they will be accepted where they haven't been accepted in other places. And how cool is it that we get to be part of that? A lot of you don't know me. That's cool. <laughs> and some of you do know me. Some of my friends have come from mountain biking, which is super cool. Um, I love having my friends in the house. It's really special to my heart. Anyway, so Father, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you for every person that is in the house this morning. I thank you for every person that is out of the house this morning. And Father, I just pray right now that you will use my words. Father, I pray that the anointing will flow onto people's hearts, into people's spirits, Uh, God, uh, I just grab hold of your transforming uh, Holy Spirit, and I just pray that it will be released on people this morning, that they will be impacted by your glory, that your glory will fall in this place, that angels will be released in this place to minister to people, that God, you will speak to hearts here. Not one person will leave here without an encounter or being impacted by you, the living God, Jesus Christ. Amen. Woo! (laughs) Let's just stay in that place. I'm not preaching. (laughs) I wanted to share with you a little bit about who I am. I wanted to share with you this morning about the transforming power of God. Because I don't know about you, but I only know a God that transformed lives because he's done it with me. So I wanted to share a little bit about my story. Hold on. I just, so I'm more likely might be a bit jumpy this morning because just, I've just got some words for people. Well, I hope I won't be too jumpy this morning, but I'm just going to deliver some words. 
I'm just going to move in a bit of the freedom of the Lord. Is that cool? <laughs> I also like to have fun. So laugh as much as you want. <laughs> I sometimes feel like I should bring laugh cards. <laughs> so when I've done a joke and it's not funny, I've still got a laugh card and people still find it funny. So anyway, I just had a word for you. What was your name? Wendy. Wendy, Wendy I just, when I looked at you earlier, I just saw the Holy Spirit as a fresh wind breathing on your life. I feel like there is a freshness that he is wanting to release over you. And I just saw the wind blowing. And it's almost like it's going gonna, it's gonna to disorganize you here. You know, you're going you're gonna to feel the wind blowing. And I feel like some hurt has come in. And the Lord's like, do you know what? I'm going to blow a fresh wind on you. It's a fresh time. It's a new season. It's a time to stand up and not sit down. Oh. Um, Ava. <laughs> this is my friend's daughter. <laughs> I love her so much. I saw, um, I saw this big red heart, and I saw that God has given you his heart and put it in your heart. And I just... <laughs> I've seen since I've known you the gift on your life, the gift of mercy for people, which means you have this beautiful gentleness, <laughs> this beautiful gentleness to see the need of someone else. And as you grow older, I wouldn't be surprised that you work as a nurse or something like that, and you are just going to love people. You know, where, where you hear, like, gossip in the staff rooms, you just see something different on someone because God's given you his heart into your heart. Come on, next generation coming through. They're going to carry the grace of God like we've never seen it before. Religion is out the window and grace is fully in, fully in. If you want to see a harvest, move in the grace of God. Ooh. If you want to see your friends healed, changed, delivered, and transformed, move in the mighty grace of the living God. The whole word is about the grace of God. It's about his goodness, his freedom, his peace, his love. Whoa. What else did we have? There's a lady in here with the cream jumper. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I saw you earlier. I waved at you and I was like, oh gosh, do I even know her? And I was like, oh, God was just highlighting you to me. I saw him take you by the hand. And he's like, I want you to come step by step with me. I literally feel like you're here for such a time as this this morning. I saw like, it's like you're called here right now. <laughs> because God wants to speak to you this morning. And he wants to go, hey, all you've got to do is step by step with me. And I saw him pulling you out of this cloud and into his light. So just let him wreck you this morning, eh? <laughs> Okay, cool. Right, so transforming power of God. I'm going to share you a little bit about my story. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I actually really miss my dreadlocks, but they're just really annoying. I couldn't keep up the maintenance. So, And also God was like, it's a new season for you. <laughs> and I was like, I don't even know what's living in there anymore. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. I wanted to share this with you as well, because some of you don't know me and you don't know where I've come from, but this is all about the transforming power of Jesus Christ. So, I grew up in a Christian home. My dad's a Christian, no, mum's a Christian. My dad 
uh, is walking his own journey. And incredible parents, I still do have incredible parents, they're not dead yet, thank goodness, I love them. So, and they just, they loved me so much, that, why am I going back in, they haven't died. They love me so much, they love me so much, they're incredible, we're praying at the moment that they will get out to New Zealand. Anyway, what I want to say is I got brought up in a beautiful home. Every year as a teenager, I went to Soul Survivor, I saw signs, I saw wonders in the UK, I went every week, every year, gave my life back to Jesus, was down the front, saw miracles every, yeah, every year. Imagine if I went to Soul Survivor every week, maybe I did, <laughs> in the spirit. God healed me, I prayed for other people, I saw them get healed, it was incredible. So my foundation was built on seeing the glory and presence of God as a young person. And I'm just going to sow that seed in right there because it was that that brought me through out of the darkness later on. It was the encounter with God when I was a teenager and obviously a praying mum that got me through. An encounter with God, not someone preaching at me encountering the presence of the living God and seeing him move on my friends. What happened in my teenage years is I started getting bullied. And actually, um, I've done some healing ministry with someone, and actually it came in when I was at primary school. When I say came in, I mean trauma. I mean one word from someone that, that knocked how I thought about myself. I only took one word. Started getting bullied through secondary school, whole nine yards, wouldn't, wasn't getting let off the bus, um, stones chucked at me, it sounds biblical, doesn't it? Like, just fully not okay would start, they would make fun of my face, just anything they could pick on me, they would go for it. And do you know what? It wrecked me. I don't know, it's a, <laughs> who's a teenager in the house? Me, just being a teenager, come on, is enough. Let alone then having some bully or bullies pick on you and just bully you on the bus, bully as you walk home, all of that stuff. Anyway, that knocked me. And then I just searched to be loved. I searched to be cool. I searched to be found. And I started, um, I was always on fire for God. And then I started walking away from the Lord. Now, it's a bit of a weird one because even when I got into drink and drugs, I actually always knew that Jesus existed. So I never denied him. And actually, I ended up speaking to God about my mates. Like, it's, I think when it's planted in there, when the Holy Spirit is planted in you, he's planted in you. So whether you're sniffing lines every day, God is still very present in your life. Yes, sin separates us from God, but the grace of God says he never leaves us. He watches over you. He loves you. He sends your angels to stand with you. He's like, you are not dying on my watch. And do you know what? Yes, one of my friends was a Christian, and yes, he died from drugs, and yes, he's with the Lord right now. So I just want to put a balance on what I just said there. Stuff happens. Anyway, okay, so being bullied, uh, that knocks you, brings you back up. Life story, okay. <laughs> I haven't shared the full life story for a while, so bear with. <laughs> okay. So, basically, encounters with God, he's amazing. <laughs> oh, sorry. Anyway, talk amongst yourselves a sec. 
Okay, I'm going to jump into drinking and drugs. So what happened is I was looking for love, I was looking for acceptance, and then what happened is I started drinking, and then boys came along, and I was like, well, this is pretty cool. Even though I've been taught all this stuff at church, this is actually quite cool, because now what's happening is that it is filling the void of where God should be, but now I'm replacing it with drink, I'm replacing it with drugs, I'm replacing it with everything that I can. But do you know what? Everything I replaced it with still left me so lost. I did 10 years in the wilderness, a different wilderness, a wilderness of drink, drugs, selling drugs. Um, I don't really, it feels so weird me talking about this because it's not who, do you know what I mean? You know when God set you free so much, you're like, am I, I'm even messing the story up because it's so foreign to me. Because he's healed me so much because he's a transforming God. Got involved in drink, drugs, had really cool friends. I'm still friends with some of them now. I long to be back in the presence of God. I remember being in the UK. I'd done 10 years of just being really broken. And I remember saying to the Lord, I want you. I cannot get back with you right here. I was walking into churches. I was walking out of churches. I didn't last the whole service because I had demons going on as well. So let's be honest, right? When you put your, when you flip and dive straight in, you actually open the doors for everything else to come in. So I'm sitting in churches. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And I'm out. But you know, God's like, oh, I'm just going to draw you in. Just going to draw you in step by step because you belong in the house. So anyway, in the UK, called out to him, was really, really tiny, was the lowest I've more likely been ever in my life, was sniffing drugs every single day. I was broken, I was insecure, I was a mess. Isn't it funny, the things that you go after that you think are going to make you better actually make you even worse. (laughs) Called out to God, within a few months I was in New Zealand. Careful what you pray for. I'm pretty happy with that prayer, though. I've got the coolest mates now. <laughs> yeah. And I ride my bike. So I'll explain that in a minute. <laughs> within, within a few months, I got taken over here, and I started my life in New Zealand. I left everything behind. I remember touching down in Wellington. I remember walking around uh, the water's edge and this freedom that I haven't felt in like since 10 years since I first knew the Lord. I just knew, I went, I've done it. I've, bro- I've actually broken free of the addiction, of the mates over there, of everything. This is it. I'm here. I knew I touched down on good ground, on good soil, on a good foundation, and I was ready to sort my life out. I then spent a few years, I went to Franz Joseph on the West Coast. Woo, West Coast. I'll tell you what, when you need rehab... <laughs> that's literally in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) However, they drink a lot. So I did a few years of that, (laughs) trying to come to the reality of actually what had just taken place for 10 years. And then this guy walks into a bar. I'm walking in. I worked in a bar. I had dreads. I used to pour vodka down people's necks. And uh, because it was a backpacker bar, apparently that's what you do. And then this guy walks into the bar and there's no one else present. And he goes, you're a Christian. I'm like, this is what I'm talking about, the grace of God. Because I'm going, I'm going to hell. And it was the fear of the Lord that actually brought me back to God, by the way. And he goes, you're a Christian. I said, well, you know, like I smoke weed and I drink and I do this. But yeah, I, 
and I'd shared my journey with him. And he's like, can I pray for you? And I was like, yeah, you can pray for me. Yeah, no one comes in because this is a God, this is God time. This is a God time in my life where God goes, I've got my hand on you right now and enough is enough and I need to see you free. And he goes, what do you want to do? And he's praying for me. I was like, man, I just want to get back in church, but I'm on the coast. Anyway, my um, husband now, but my boyfriend at the time, he said, um, where, do you, where should we live? Because I'll be in Indonesia. And I said, let's go to Nelson. And so I ended up in Nelson. This is like maybe a few months later. Like when you put a prayer out to the Lord with something like this, he doesn't just leave you. Oh, you can do another three years there. Good luck. No, he goes, I want to see you free. Okay. You're saying, yes, let's go. Next minute. <laughs> Next minute. Um, I was up in Nelson. I got a job at Stefano's Pizzeria. Yes, Sabrina. Met Sabrina. It's another cool story. Um, and I went in there, and the guy that I'd never known in my life before that walked into the bar is sat at a table in Stefano's Pizzeria with this other dude who's full of tattoos and stuff. So he's obviously evangelizing to him. And I'm like, who is this guy? And he's like, oh, no way. You're here? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, do you want to come to church? And I was like, I do. Not been for years. We'll give it a go. See if I last the whole service again. <laughs> I go to Richmond New Life Church. I cry every Sunday. I'm down the front, desperate and hungry for God to transform me. Hungry. Because even though I was broken and involved in drink and drugs and all of that, I was still hungry and thirsty for the presence of God. Anyway, so went to Richmond New Life, ended up doing Bible college, gave my life back to the Lord. The Lord was like, get your ducks in a row, got married, lined everything up, and just started running with Jesus. And every single Sunday morning, I'd go down the front going, God, heal me, deliver me. Heal me, sort me out. I got set free more times than... You've had a fried breakfast. I have uh, very loudly as well. <laughs> That's continued for years because God's in the business of freedom. Don't ever be embarrassed about God setting you free <laughs> from stuff. And it's just been the most amazing journey of watching God transform my life from a life of desperation, hurt, insecurity, drink, drugs, looking in the wrong directions to now running the flood movement, having a photography business, having two amazing, beautiful daughters, having incredible friends. And do you know what the best thing is? Knowing my identity in Christ. Full transformation. It's what God does. And now he does the transforming of just, you know, like you get something come up in your life. And he's like, I need to transform that in you. My husband got a job. He started working away. He's away every other week, and it hit me hard. I'll be really vulnerable with you. It hit me so hard. And I was like, God, why have I got this issue? What's going on? He's like, because you've got a spirit of abandonment in your life. And I was like, oh. <laughs> you're obviously talking to someone else. <laughs> and he goes, no, I want to get rid of the spirit of abandonment. And I sat with Jesus at home. And it was the most amazing encounter I've ever had. And he just did the healing. And he turned up and he healed me and he showed me all the areas of abandonment. He showed me the root that had come in. We got rid of it all. Abandonment went. I could do life, have my husband work away and move on. Transformation, transforming God. 
massive season at the moment of a chainsaw pruning, ditch the clippers, it's chainsaw time. Has anyone else felt that? It's like, Wolves, those aren't uh, pruning things, those, that's a chainsaw. God, that is a chainsaw you're coming at me with. <laughs> anyway, so that's what I used to look like. It still makes me kind of happy in a way because, do you know what? I still knew who God was. Even though that's like my full rebellious, cheeky, let's get up to trouble face right there. That's like, what are we going to do? <laughs> and, um, and this is me now. And I did put a stupid photo of myself up because uh, that's, that's just me. I'm just so happy. And that's actually Tanya in the background <laughs> driving. I'm just so happy. I actually love my life. I love my life, even when my face is to the ground and I've just had a season of that and it's really hard and I don't know how to pick myself up and I feel like I'm drowning. The Lord reminded me, he goes, remember where you've come from and remember where you're going. Okay, I want to get into the word. I hope that was okay, me sharing that. I just wanted you to see where I've come from as well. Do you know what I mean? Like... Because this is my home now. This is my church. I'm so excited. It was the craziest transition from Richmond New Life Church. It was like, oh, I don't feel like I fit here anymore. I don't understand what's going on. Or maybe it's just hormones. Maybe you've gone a little bit weird. What's going on? And then I was just like, had in my spirit, I just felt God was just gently nudging me going, you're going to move. And I was like, you're, no. <laughs> no. I don't understand. And then he changed my heart and he changed my spirit. And then I walked in here, Al commissioned me, and the journey start, just started to begin of the coming over. And I'm so excited to be in this house. I'm not just saying that because I'm up here. I actually am so excited to come to church here on a Sunday. I'm like, oh, I'm so excited by what God is doing. Anyway, I want to talk to you about more about how God transforms lives. So let's jump into, grab your Bible, your phone, Whatever, however you connect with God in, your, in the Word. <laughs> 20 different apps, I don't know. So, Luke 8, verse 26. Had to ask um, Al this morning on what one of the, how to say one of the words in the verse. Anyone had that preaching? <laughs> had that Richmond New Life. Didn't check, as in how to pronounce the word, and then basically got a great idea of getting you guys to do it. So you get people to follow, and then you go, what's the word? And then I don't have to say it, and you cover yourself up from not knowing the word. But I've told you now, so I can't get away with it. However, okay, we ready? Sweet. It's called a demon-possessed man healed. I thought we'd just jump straight in this morning. This is cool, way. Eh? Yeah, because let's be honest. Like, let's, let's not get scared about the spiritual realm, okay? Because... Uh, number one, we live in the heavenlies and we're sat with him. Number two, we get to hang out with angels. Number three, the Holy Spirit lives in us. Number four, we have authority over darkness and demons. Number five, I don't know if you know, but a donkey actually spoke to someone in the Bible. <laughs> Just to kind of expand the way that we think about things right now. Uh, God can do anything when he wants, how he wants, with who he wants. Then they sailed to the country of the Alistair, Gadarenes. Yeah, come on. Everyone say Gadarenes. Cool. <laughs> you like that, didn't you, Fern? 
more joy. <laughs> Gadarenes, which is opposite Galilee. And when he stepped out on the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. That's going to suck. Right, okay, let's just take a minute. Poor guy. He wore no clothes. Now, that's awkward. So I, even, I feel a bit more for him now. Nor did he live in a house, but in the tombs. This guy's in a dark place. Okay, so this really sets the scene for this row. When he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, what have, what have I to do with you? Jesus, son of the most high God, I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For it had often seized him, and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles. And he broke the bonds and was driven by the demon into the wilderness. So basically, this is pretty hardcore, okay? Jesus asked him, saying, what is your name? So the spirits are talking right now through the dude, okay? And he said, legion, because many demons had entered him. And they begged him that he would not command them to go out into the abyss. Now, let's just take a minute, okay? Because so many people are caught up and bound, and we carry the authority in Jesus. How cool is that? So God has given us the power to be able to get people free. We should be doing it. Just a wee side note. <laughs> side tick. <laughs> Now a herd of many swine was feeding there on the mountain, so they begged him that he would permit them to enter them, and he permitted them. Then the demons went out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the lake and drowned. Very sad story there about pigs, I'd like to say. When those who fed them saw what had happened, they fled and, and told it in the city and in the country. Then they went out to see what had happened and came to Jesus and found the man from whom the de demons had departed. I love this. This is the most beautiful moment. They found him and he was sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. Freedom. That's what freedom looks like. That's what a transformed life looks like. It's leaving the old behind and it's going, do you know what? I actually, I actually can't do life without you anymore. I just want to sit at your feet. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know how to do life without all that stuff. But I'm just going to sit at your feet and say yes to you, God. Because I've been going around in circles and I haven't been able to get out. But I know that you've got the answer. But I don't know how. But I'm going to sit at your feet. Sometimes that's all it takes. I think sometimes we overcomplicate stuff. Religion tells us we've got to do this, we've got to take this, we've got to move like this, say like this, and Jesus goes, <laughs> you just got to sit at my feet. Okay. So we just read that bit again. Then they went out to see what had happened and came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had departed sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed in his right mind. Come on. And they were afraid. 
They, they also, who had seen it, told them by what means he had been demon-possessed was healed. Then the whole multitude of the surrounding region of the... Yeah, asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear. Imagine what you've just seen. You've just seen the guy that you know that is captured by demons living in tombs, and, the, and Jesus has come along and set him free. He's got clothes on. For a start, can you imagine if the guy was actually hugely demon-possessed and he's living in a tomb, he's more likely shouting quite a lot. He's more likely, do you know what I mean? He's got all the stuff going on. And Jesus has walked into the room. Jesus has walked into the room. Complete transformation. Complete in a second. That's the God I know. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say as well, transformation comes when you say yes. I just feel there's some people in the room, you're like, yeah, I haven't been transformed. God's saying, yeah, because you haven't given me a yes. Repentance. Repentance is a full turn. Ooh. It's, a, it's a full three, six, no, 180. <laughs> oh, there goes the mass. <laughs> yeah, don't go back round to it. That's not what we're talking about. So I'll just share on that for a little bit for a second. Okay, so um, now I, this isn't to say this is for you. This was something that God called me to. Isn't that true when you see people and you're just like, man, look at them. Like, oh, do I have to do the same? No, you do what God has called you to do. Okay, so the Lord said to me, he's just like, ah, it was New Year's Eve. It was a few years ago. And he went, that will be your last drink. And I was like, <laughs> I don't even get drunk, so I don't even know what you're on about. And he's like, no, that's your last drink. He just put it in my spirit. And I was like, oh, okay. And do you know what? When the Lord highlighted to me, he goes, that will be your last wine or whatever I was drinking. I actually had an issue with that. When he puts his finger on something, that's when you know if you've got an issue or not. So I thought, oh, okay, Kathy King, 21 days, right? Tapping into a bit of Kathy King, marked it on the calendar, 21 days of no drinking, and, uh, and I went on a journey with it. And I don't, I don't drink now. I had one drink on my birthday and, um, and actually really decided I really don't even like it anymore. It just tastes disgusting. Sorry. <laughs> Anyone works in the bar? It's gross. Uh, I used to work in bars, by the way. Um, anyway, and so I went, God asked me to repent and turn from something that was causing a block in my life for me to move forward with freedom. Repentance. Turning from something. But what was the difference? I said yes. And he goes, now you've said yes, I'll replace it with gold. So I don't drink anymore. And I love that I don't drink anymore. That's my journey. Do you know what I mean? That's for me. But the gold that he replaced with it was amazing. The anointing that came and the next door that gets open, because I said yes to him, was, was next level. I will get rid of anything to keep the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Laughing at stupid things is my strength. Having fun with my friends is my strength. Terrifying myself by doing top dog, uh, mountain bike track, which I can now do, Michelle. Yes! Anyone that mountain bikes knows that success. <laughs> um, that's what it's about. 
turning from the old stuff, stepping into the new, taking the gold from heaven and running in freedom. Okay. Is that cool? Is that okay? Freedom? Yep. Yeah, cool. Yes? Yes. Say yes to the Lord. Be obedient. Let's go. <laughs> what time is it? I didn't even know when I started. So, right. Sorry, Anne. <laughs> okay. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. I'll start here. Then the whole multitude of the surrounding region of the... You weren't even following, bro. <laughs> Asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear, and he got into the boat and returned. Now the man from whom the demons had departed begged him that he might be with him. Oh, what a legend. But Jesus sent him away saying, return to your own house and tell what great things God has done for you. That's the red bit, isn't it? Anyone got red in the Bible right now? Come on, this Jesus is saying, return to your own house and tell what great things God has done for you. I believe that God is wanting to transform lives this morning. You know, he's transformed my life. I'm believing he wants to do something in your life. I know that there's people in here who are broken and God is wanting to transform your life. I saw a picture just then of people being stuck on a roundabout going round and round and round and round and Jesus coming and putting his hand on the roundabout and saying enough is enough. Enough is enough. It's time to transform your life into the best life because he has the life. He is the life. He's the truth and the life. The life and the truth. <laughs> He's the living God. He created the stars, the mountains. New Zealand's the most beautiful country. I'm a little bit biased. I love it. One of the most beautiful countries in the world. We get to look outside and go, wow, transforming God. Return to your own house and tell what great things God has done for you. Can I grab the band? <laughs> cool. Cheers, guys. And he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. And he went his way. So he's got set free. And he is ready to go his way and go tell other people of how God transforms lives. And he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. That is why I am here right now doing what I do, is to proclaim the goodness of God. Is to proclaim the glory of God. Because I've been in the pit, I've been in warehouses, I've seen some pretty horrendous stuff in the UK. I've been part of some interesting groups of people and I'm telling you now that living a life with Jesus is the best life I've ever lived and will ever live and I go to heaven so that's a bonus so I never die my flesh has died my flesh has died but my spirit is alive <laughs> come on <laughs> 